This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. So today, I, I, the title of my sermon is that Jesus is our healer today. <laughs> because um, we've been preaching on faith and uh, and so I, I'm kind of mixing in a faith message here because it's all faith. Amen. The whole word of God is faith. And um, and so really, uh, God wants us taking our healing today. Amen. And so let's let's look at this. So so really the key to walking in healing is that it is God's perfect will for us to walk in divine health. Amen. Um, because tradition sometimes will tell you and even sometimes people's prayers, even some well-meaning pastors that will pray for the sick, sometimes will add on to their prayer, if it be thy will. Lord, heal this person, if it be thy will. See, the word, see, I'm going to say this, the will of God is his word. So if you know his word, you know his will. Is that right? So, so if you have an understanding of God's word, then you know that his word, whatever his word says, then that's his will for us. Is that right? So we don't have to add that on our prayer at the end of it. Lord, if it be thy will, because if you're adding that on, then it, it gives it a degree of uncertainty of your faith. And you got to believe that it is God's will for you always to walk in health. That is not just that you have a Job ministry. I'm not discounting Job, but Job was a man in the Old Testament. And we know this, that it wasn't God that placed sickness on Job. It was the devil himself because the devil came to God and God said, look at my look at my servant Job. And 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 then we know that Job said the very thing he feared came upon him. So we need to be, we don't need to, see, fear can activate, oh, I'm preaching today. Fear can activate disease in our life. What is disease? Dis-ease. So fear can bring it in. If you're afraid that you're going to catch something, you're actually, you're, you, that fear can open the door for you to possibly catch something. Or for the devil to put lying symptoms on you. To make you think what you have, a lot of times is not what you have. I remember I woke up one morning. I gave this example before, but I woke up and for some reason I, I had I opened my eyes, but I couldn't see. And all of a sudden, you know, I thought to myself, "I'm blind." You know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to. And the the thought came to me: you you're going to have a blind ministry. <laughs> and you're going to you're going to preach blind just to show the world that you can overcome in blindness. But that wasn't coming from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm not, in other words, see, I, you know, sometimes the enemy will will give you a good argument why you're dealing with a circumstance because you have to show how much faith you have why you're dealing with it. But, you know, but 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 that 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 sort of can mix in with a little bit of pride in your sickness. Okay, I'm talking today. In other words, we can have pride in the weakness that we're walking in and say, see how spiritual I am. I come to church and I have pain. 
But see, but Jesus bore the sickness and the pain for us so that we don't have to. And you say, well, that's good. That's good for you. But I've been standing for a little while and I haven't seen some of this pain leap. Listen, it's going. Amen. It's leaving you. But you see, you can't be focused on that. Well, that's good for you, Pastor. You're not dealing with it. I deal with stuff. I've been dealing with a pain in my foot, a shooting pain in my foot. And guess what I'm doing? Jumping jacks. <laughs> and I, I will do things that, OK, let's see how much that pain is going to work. Why? Because I'm going to challenge the pain in my life. In other words, I'm not going to let it control me. I'm going to push. Somebody say push through. Because sometimes you just got to push through the pain. Have you ever heard of the term man it up, (laughs) woman it up? Sometimes we just got to push through our faith. You can do all things. Somebody say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. So we have to push through. So so let's look at this Um, in, in Matthew 6, 9 and 10. This is the Lord's Prayer. And, and so the, the, the key here to this point I want to make, it's God's perfect will for you to walk in divine health. And it says in Matthew 6, 9 and 10, this is the beginning part of the Lord's Prayer. In this manner, therefore, pray our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when I look at this, Jesus's prayer was that God's will will be done here on earth. As it is in heaven. So you have to think about this. How is heaven? Is there any sick people in heaven? No, there's no sick people in heaven. So God's will is for us to walk in divine health. Is there any poor people in heaven? No. Is there any sad people in heaven? See, it's not God's will for us to be depressed. See, 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 sickness is more than just a physical ailment. You could be just you could be suffering with depression. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? But depression is something I believe that the devil tries to put on us. And it comes from wrong thinking. See, see, it's your thought life will determine how you feel. That's why the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Well, rejoicing is an act of will. You have to will to rejoice. Is that right? So, so, so regardless of how you feel, well, I don't feel good, but, but that shouldn't stop you from rejoicing. Oh, am I talking to anybody today? Rejoice anyhow. And guess what? You'll start feeling good. Sometimes I'll come up here and minister and uh, I might be dealing with a headache. Okay. And, but I'll come up here with a headache. And when I start ministering, guess what? I don't notice the headache any longer. It almost is like it disappears. Why? Because I'm up here in faith and I'm ministering and I'm not focused on that. I'm focused on ministering and the anointing of God. Are you sometimes we need to focus on on Jesus more than focus on everything that's going around us on the circumstances and the situations of the day we need to be. How do you stay in perfect peace? Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Right. So so we got to if so if we're dealing with uh, uh, depression, if we're dealing with anger issues, anybody ever deal with that? Uh, Because those are very closely related. Depression and anger is very closely related. Um, We're not we're, we're focusing on the wrong. We're thinking about the wrong things. Think right. 
you will speak right, and then you will act right. Amen? So, so, so this key right here is that uh, it says here that God's uh, pray this prayer, that uh, the Lord's prayer, it will be on earth as it is in heaven. You know, I pray that prayer almost every day, but I pray that God's will will be done in its fullness on this earth. That, that, you know, his will will be done, that, that his kingdom will come in its fullness because it's not in its fullness right now. But I'm praying that it's going to come in its fullness. Amen. Can I get an amen or oh me? Because I want to see the fullness of God's word in my life and I want to see the fullness of God's word in your life. Amen. And so so let's look at a great scripture here. And this is on faith because it's going to take faith to walk in divine health. It's going to take faith to overcome sickness that's trying to attack our bodies. It's going to take faith. And faith is the hand that pulls into the promise of God in your life. Now, let's look at a great scripture here that it will. It's an awesome scripture. It's in Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. And this is a great scripture. And it says here, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So I want to focus on this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, let me just read down here. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. This is very important here because you've got to get a revelation that the, that that God and, and angels that we don't see, you know, and, and that the spirit world is more real than the natural world we live in. I'm going to say that again. The spirit, God, spirit realm is more real. If God could open your eyes right now and he could open your eyes in the spirit realm, you'd be seeing angels in this place. When we worship, there's angels around us. And you might even see some demons trying to oppress people. Amen. And so and so so basically the spirit world is more real than the natural world. And so the word of God is not just, you know, um, words on paper. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. So God's word is impregnated with his power. We got to believe. Say, I believe that. And this this I'm going to say this. If we're weak and we, we have an attitude or we're fighting depression or we're fighting anger issues or we're even fighting physical symptoms, we need to get into the word. We need to get focused back into the word because the enemy wants us to focus on the world. Get us in a panic situation. Get us looking at what all things are going wrong. But what about all what about things going right? There there's some things that are going right in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of the pandemic. You know, there's a lot of bad things happening out here, but there are some right things happening. And we got to focus on that. Amen. So so it says here now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So the things that we see, the Bible actually says are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Okay. so so what I'm saying to you this morning, 
no matter what you might be dealing with, it's subject to change. You got to believe that. Say it's subject to change for the better. Yeah, you got to add that on there. Because sometimes we can wake up and say, things just seem to be getting worse. It's changing for the worse. No, no, no. It's subject to change for the better. Amen. Amen. I, you know, I was so excited about the restaurants opening this weekend. Anybody uh, hit a restaurant this, this weekend? Did you go to your favorite? Some of you say, no way, I'm not going. It's that, it's that germs are still out there. I ain't going to mess with that. But listen, I was excited about going to the restaurant. And one of my favorite restaurants is Jason's Deli. Anybody ever eaten at Jason's Deli? And I love their salad bar. That's one of the reasons why I go. And so I said, he didn't call Jason's. I hope their salad bar is open. It's not open. What? And I was a little depressed. I was like, oh my God. I said, okay, Ruby Tuesdays. They got a great salad bar. You didn't call them up. Tell them I bring my own prongs, you know. You know, and uh, and uh, you didn't call it. that salad bar is not open. What? Man, I, I, I got I almost got negative this weekend. I thought my restaurants were opening. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And uh, and even though they were opening, I wasn't benefiting because the st- because it's like half service these days. You know, half the service. Yeah, come on in. But you get half the service. No, I want full service. Is that too much to ask for? But I said, that's it. I'm going to make it a win. Yen, we're going to the grocery store. We're going to pick up all the vegetables. And I'm going to make my own Jason's salad right here at home. I'm going to get the best vegetables. I'm not going to let the devil win on this. And you know what? This salad was so awesome. I mean, I wish I could invite all of you to just taste it. Glory to God. It was, and I had her do. I had her boil the eggs because they have eggs on the on the on the, the salad bar at, at Jason's. You guys know what I'm talking about. And so, you know, and I put I roll eggs in there because, you know, eggs is like best protein for you. I, 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 a doctor said it's one of the best nutritional forms of food you can eat is an egg. It has everything in it. So I'm, I'm not going to charge you for that this morning. But so so Yin boiled the eggs. I had these Eggs that were in the in, in my salad, it was better than Jason's. I'm going to call it David's Deli. <laughs> Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you? So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying no matter what the enemy may be trying to do, God can turn it around for a win. Do you believe that today? And he's turning it around. Plus, I don't have to spend as much money on the salad. And, and he's going to turn it around on the wind. So, so faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, so the word hope is really interesting. Hope is, is, is an earnest expectation of good to come. You see, if you're negative, you're not believing that something good is going to come. If you're negative, you're not in an expectation mode. If you're negative, you think things are going to get worse. No, things are getting better and we're coming back to normal. Can I get an amen? And so we got to have hope and hope we got a hope is a vision that we have to look at and see. Listen, if you're fighting any kind of disease, if you're fighting, you got to see yourself well. I'm not talking. You got You got to visualize yourself well. You got to see yourself healthy. You you got to you got to see yourself uh, um, um, uh, doing the things that you couldn't do before. You got to visualize it. Faith is the hope is the vision of what you you're believing God to do in your life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And you have to get that vision before you. 
I remember that this young girl was dying and I was reading this story in a book on faith and uh, she she had some kind of um, I don't know what it was. It was uh, some kind of virus might have been malaria or something. And the little and the doctor came and she was on her last leg and the little boy. There was a little boy that worked with the doctor in that town that the doctor took him under his wing and. And he would, you know, he would take, he would make house visits, the doctor. That's what was back in the day when the doctors made house visits. Now it's video visits. <laughs> now you see a doctor on a video and they say, uh, you know, uh, we'll do a video. Uh, I, I, I mean, when the pandemic hit and my, my brother gets a, a, um, uh, a checkup every year. And, uh, and the doctor says, we can do a video checkup. And my brother said, I'll wait until we can do it for real. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Video. But, but the doctor uh, left the little girl and the little boy said to the little girl, see yourself playing again. See yourself um, at the creek playing in the water. See yourself, you know, and it and, and got the girl instead of focusing on dying, focuses on li- We need to stop focusing on dying. We need to start focusing on living. Are you listening to what I'm saying? We got to stop focusing on what what if something bad's going to happen? It's not going to happen to you. Why? Because you're under divine protection. You got the blood of Jesus. You got the word of God. You got angels watching over you. Nothing's bad's going to happen to you. I say I believe that. I'm divinely protected. You got to believe that. You know, you know God's promises. We got to look at this that God's promises pertaining to healing is more than just a promise. It's in the fact of the mind of God. In other words, it's already done. Uh, you know, when, God, when Moses, uh, when Moses had an encounter with God uh, in, in the burning bush, do you remember that burning bush experience? And Moses was, was, was on the backside of a hill and, and, you know, he killed the Egyptian. He ran from the, the, the Egyptians, you know, and, and, uh, and so, uh, but he saw the burning bush and then God gave him a commission, gave Moses a commission to set, you know, the people free from the Egyptian bondage. Remember that? But uh, Moses said, you know, uh, who do I tell them who, who, who sent me? In other words, Moses was trying to connect a name with God. OK, and God said this. It was really interesting. God said to Moses, tell him I am that sent you. Now, that's pretty interesting. I am. And Moses probably said, what? I am. See, 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 when you think about this, God is not the God of I was. And God is not the God of I could be. God is the God of I am. What does that mean? What is that saying? God is. See, that's where now faith comes in. Faith is now. It's not tomorrow. Faith is not based in your past. Living faith operates now. It doesn't matter what mistake you made last week. If you're repentant of that, then that's in the past and you're in the present and present cannot touch the past. So whatever mistake you made that and you repented from that, that's under the blood. You're in right standing with God. Glory to God. You have the blood of Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's the past. Amen. And your faith, don't try to live your faith for the future. It doesn't work that way. You live your faith for now. Somebody say now faith is. But see, he said to Moses, say to them that I am sent you. God is the I am for you today. 
He is whatever you need him to be. So, so let's look at this because healing is not just a promise. It's a fact in the mind of God. In other words, it's already a done deal. Can I say that again? See, salvation for some of your unloved ones, uh, you know, your, un, uh, uh, your, your, your loved ones that aren't saved. Uh, uh, you could say, uh, uh, I hope God saves them. It's, really, God has already saved them. They got to accept it. In other words, the price has been paid 2000 years ago. The, 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 the price for their sins. So, so, so in a sense, God has already saved them, but they got to come to a realization and receive the gift. So we got to pray that God opens their eyes to receive the gift of salvation because salvation's already done. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's a done deal. In other words, the provision is already provided for you before you even pray. Oh, I'm preaching today. You say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? The provisions already provided before I even pray. Listen, when when uh, when Abraham was there up on Mount Moriah to sacrifice Isaac, remember that God asked him to sacrifice Isaac. And so and so he took that knife out, and was about ready to do this. And then all, all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord stopped him and said, don't do the boy no harm, because now I know you fear God. You see, obedience is a direct correlation to fearing God. I'm talking to somebody today. When we're walking in obedience and obeying God, it's in direct correlation to fearing God. And when you fear God, that's how you have intimacy with God. That's when you get close to God. It's a reverential fear of the awe of God. Not being afraid of God, but you should be afraid of judgment. In other words, you don't want to get into the judgment zone. In other words, you don't want to be crossing the line. Has any of your kids ever crossed the line with you parents? And you say, you cross that line one more time, you're going to get a spanking, right? And then, then, you, then they do, and you don't give them a spanking. One more time! And they do it again, you don't get. But, but, but you have to follow through on your work. And, and, and God follows through on his word. Now let's look at this, that healing is a fact and not just a promise. Look at Isaiah 53, uh, verses four and five. This is really good because I want to encourage you. If you're dealing with any kind of long-term sickness you've been dealing with, uh, I want to encourage you to start reading out loud uh, Isaiah 53, four and five and applying that to yourself on a daily basis. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing. It doesn't matter how many. Well, pastor, I've read that over 20 times. Yes. How many times have you eaten breakfast? Oh, almost every day of my life. Right. Except when we're fasting, pastor. And I don't eat any breakfast. Yeah, right. But anyway, uh, but, uh, but, but you eat breakfast, you eat lunch, you eat dinner normally every day. You're going to have to eat the word of God every day. Is this too hard today? You've got to eat the word of God. And especially if you're suffering in any area of your life, you've got to bring that promise of God's word into that suffering of your life. So look at this. Isaiah 53. This is, a, this is the amplified. It says, surely he, talking about Jesus, has borne our griefs. And I love this in parentheses. Sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses. Jesus bore our sicknesses. He bore our weaknesses. 
he bore our distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly consider him stricken, smitten of God, uh, smitten and afflicted by God. In other words, when people saw Jesus on the cross, it looked like God abandoned him. Okay, because in a sense, God allowed the suffering of Jesus on the cross because in a sense, God did abandon him in a sense because he had to, you know, he couldn't, God could not look on sin. And even Jesus said, why have you forsaken me? He said that because the grace of God had to be lifted. Why? So that the grace of God could be upon us. The grace of God had to be lifted on Jesus, lifted off of Jesus so it could be put on us. In other words, Jesus was rejected at the cross so that we could be accepted. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Somebody say, I'm accepted. Whenever the enemy tries to beat you up about your mistakes and the things that you haven't done right and all that. Hey, hey, point him to the cross. Point the devil to the cross. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Because your past should not be holding back your future. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So here he's saying here that that uh, uh, that um, uh, we we saw him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted, but as with leprosy. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was wounded. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. Somebody say no guilt here. The chastisement need to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Think about that. So right here, Isaiah wrote this and, and, and penned this by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And it's putting this in the now. Somebody say now faith. So by Jesus stripes, you are healed. So you need to start thanking God that you're not going to get healed, that you need to put your faith in the now and start thanking God that you are healed. But pastor, that would be lying. (laughs) No, no. The Bible says, let every man be a liar and God's word be true. Mm. Are you listening? Let every man be a liar. In other words, let every circumstance that's coming against us be a lie and let God's word be true. In other words, you've got to side in more with God's word than the circumstances or the disease or the depression or whatever tends to be hitting. You better side more in with the word. But the enemy wants us to side more in with him or with his uh, with the things that he tries to put on our bodies. Is that right? Say, I'm siding in with God's word. Amen. And so let's look at this because it is God's will for us. It's his perfect will for us to walk in health. And in Matthew 8, 16 and 17, it says here, when evening has come, they brought to him many who were demon possessed. And he, Jesus, cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So we see this that Matthew got a revelation about Isaiah because he's, he's quoting Isaiah, what I just read to you. And basically, Jesus came to take away our sicknesses. He came away to, to 
Listen, I'm about ready to get out of my chair. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen. God, what he, what he had done what, through Jesus on the cross, it's already a done deal. Listen, you might be saying, but, but I have this bad habit that I cannot, that keeps coming. And I got this disease. I got something that keeps hitting me, Pastor, and I can't seem to shake it. You need to be like Paul and shake it off. Remember when Paul was, remember when he was shipwrecked and he was on the island and he was gathering sticks. You may not remember the story. And, and there was a viper that caught on to his hand. Remember that? And what did Paul say? Oh, I'm going to die. No, Paul didn't say that. He said, oh, my Lord, is there a doctor in the house? No, he didn't say that. No. What did Paul do? He shook the snake off. Some of you might just need to shake it off. You might need to shake off the disappointment. I had to shake off the disappointment about Jason's this weekend. I had to. I, I know. I know. That it's, that's so trivial, Pastor. You're a little shallow. Maybe I am. I'm, well, help me. Pray for me. <laughs> but uh, 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 we all have shallow areas in our lives. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's my shallow area. Okay. Uh, there's there's more bigger problems. There's there's uh, there's bigger issues out here than just you not eating a salad. At, at, yeah, I understand that. But but for one, for one person, something's big and for another person, something's small. Is that right? One, one person, this thing that's that they're dealing with could seem like a mountain where another person, it's a molehill. And I'm telling you this, the word of God will bring any mountain that seems unclimbable, that seems to be in our way, that seems to be blocking us. The word of God will bring it down to a molehole. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The word of God will level the mountains in our life. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe that change is here and change is happening now. I was going to say change is on the way, but. No, change is now. Say change is now. So we see here, Matthew, that, 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 that Jesus spoke a word and healed all who were sick that might be fulfilled, spoken by Isaiah the prophet. So, so see, listen, see, God and the devil, they're not in the same category. Listen, the, 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 the devil and God, God is way above the devil. Most people would put like, like good and evil. They're like equal forces. You know, there's a there's a saying, yin and yang. And it's like a little anybody ever seen that yin and yang. And it's like an equal force. Both of them are equal force. No, good always overcomes evil. Light always overcomes darkness. Truth always overcomes the lie. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm sorry, but 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 good will always overcome evil. I, I, I watch a lot of movies and the good guys always win. Uh, do you ever watch the movies and the, good, and the bad guys win? Well, one movie, it was, what was it? it? Was It was a Marvel movie. The bad guy won on that movie. I was a little depressed. But the follow-up movie, the good guys won. Anybody ever watch Marvel movies, superhero movies? But the superhero movie, that one movie, it was like Thanos won. I was like, Thanos won? You know, I was a little just like, no, that's not right. Do you know that's not right when, when, when evil triumphs over good? It doesn't even feel right to us. Amen. It's not, I, I would have rewrote that script. I'm telling you, Thanos would have lost. 
But he lost in, this, in the next movie, right? He got his head cut off. And guess what? And, and, and the good guys won. I'm going to say this. The church is going to win no matter what it looks like. No matter if it looks like the devil's winning, keeping people out of church, keeping people in fear, trying to put sickness on people. No, God is winning. you got to believe that. Regardless of what it looks like in your life, you got to believe God is winning. I read the end of the book of the Bible. It says we win. We're winning. Somebody say, I'm winning. Amen. So 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins on his body on the cross so that we might die to sin. Amen. And live to righteousness. Somebody say, I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. See, Peter goes back to the cross when he's writing this in Peter, and he says, you were healed. And so, you know, one lady received her healing just off that one scripture. Because the minister said, you know, if you were, then you are. So are you healed? And she and she, you know, she was dealing with a lot of issues. I think she was in a wheelchair. And yeah, she was. And uh, and he said, if you are healed, you will make an effort. See, 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 faith makes an effort. And she started getting, and she said, I am healed. She said, I'm so tired of being stuck in the wheelchair. And she started saying, and God, I thank you that, that your word says that you already paid the price. And she started praising God, thanking God. And, 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 and then, then the minister said, then get up if you believe you're healed. And she started moving. And then the power of God hit her and she started running around the room. See, listen, God's power is still present today. It's not of the past. Well, they used to do miracles back then, but miracles don't happen anymore. They're still happening today. I was I was talking to a member this week and that member uh, had a friend that 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 that, that contracted coronavirus. And, and that, and that friend that, that, she was in her seventies and she was in a bad state and, and she, and they, she was on a respirator, a respirator and, and, uh, and her lungs wasn't taking over and they, and they had a lot of prayer. Guess what? She's home today and she's healed, but it looked bad. It looked like the end of the, of her life, but you know what? Listen, it's not over until God says it's over. And it's not even over if you're in the grave dead. Because I read my Bible and there was a friend of Jesus that was in the grave for four days. And Jesus says, listen, he is the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in him will never die. And, you know, I'm telling you this, that 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 his friend Lazarus, they moved that stone and he got out of the grave four days. So it's not even over if you're dead. You say, Pastor, if you don't know Jesus, listen, you could be dropping down to hell and God can still pull you back up. You could be dropping down and God still can pull you back up. Why? Because Jesus has the keys. The devil doesn't have the keys. Jesus has the keys of death and hell. So he can pull you back up. 
Glory to God. And some of you may feel like you've been in hell and God is about ready to pull you up and put you on top of a mountain and you're about ready to hit that promised land and you're, you're I'm telling you, you're just in preparation to stomp on the devil's head. He's sorry he messed with you. He's the devil's sorry he messed with your family. The devil's sorry that he messed. Oh, you listen. He, you, you better make him pay. How do you make the devil pay? Start praying for somebody. Start casting out some devils. Start delivering somebody. Glory to God. Start, you know, I mean, start doing, do something unless you do nothing. Glory to God. So let's look at the will of God in action in Matthew 8. It says here, um, pertaining to the will of God, it says, uh, Matthew 8, 1 to 3. And when he, Jesus, had come down from the mountain... Great multitudes followed him and behold, a leper came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I'm having a bad day today. I'm not willing. Get out of my face. I'm not in a good mood. Come back later or just wait so you can get some piety. Jesus didn't say that. He didn't say that. No, Jesus said he put out his hand, touched him, saying, I am willing be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. I love this about Jesus. Jesus didn't try to get ask him, well, you know, are you dealing with uh, what are you, you know, he didn't try to get get a a questionnaire to make sure that he's going to get healed. No, Jesus said, I'm willing. In other words, there wasn't, that guy could have done a lot of wrong things, but Jesus wasn't asking him what the wrong things he was doing to get him sick. In other words, Jesus said, I am willing, I'm here, I came to set the captives free, and I'm willing. What is that saying? Jesus always healed everyone he came in contact with, and he never prayed a prayer, if it be thy will. Amen. Be careful with people praying a prayer like that. I don't want I don't want a preacher praying that prayer for me. If it be thy will, that's not a prayer of faith. Anytime you put if in a prayer, that's not a prayer of faith. Number two, God is the author of healing and the devil is the author of sickness. You've got to get a revelation of this. This coronavirus did not come from God. I, I don't believe that. I don't believe God sent the coronavirus to teach people some lessons. Well, if he did tend to teach people lessons, some of these people that are out of work are making more money out of work than going to work. They're giving them $600 more on unemployment a week. Some of them are making more money. So what kind of lesson are they learning? That you don't have to work and get more money? I don't think this, this coronavirus is of God. Oh, this was supposed to meant to turn people around and get people back in church. I, if people want to come to church, they're going to come to church. This thing is keeping people out of church more than getting people in a church. So don't give me that kind of logic. <laughs> That's not good logic. Uh, you know, because, you know, now you got a good excuse. Oh, man, there's germs out there. I can't come to church. Amen. You can use that. And I'm not discounting that. And I know if you're in a high, you know, a place in your life where where you are compromised. I get that. I'm 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 not discounting that, and and I, I'm all for that. You need to protect yourself. You know, but 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 you know, but you got to get to a point where you're not going to let the fear control you. Amen. 
And how, how long do we have to wait until it gets normal? How long do we, how, does a science know when the germ is going to actually die out here in the public? Because actually, man, can I get on my soapbox today? You know, you can have rallies, and I'm about against these rallies that's going on because of that, because of the travesty of, of what happened with, with that one man that got killed by the officer. Uh, but, but it, it's interesting that people can gather in thousands, and the coronavirus is not even mentioned. But we go to church, you can't go to church and congregate. But you can get out there for a protest. I'm, I'm preaching today. I, and there's no corona. Well, what about the coronavirus? Well, if you're a protest, the coronavirus doesn't touch you. Because you, 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 you're protesting for a good reason. I'm not against protest. I'm all for it. We should make our voice known. Glory to God. You know, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., he protests, but it was in peace. And I'm telling you, there's a spirit of division that's trying to attack this nation. And we got to keep, we got to squash it by walking in the love of God, by, by not judging each other by what they look like, not judging people by how they think, because that's another form of division. You know, because a person doesn't think like you, then you ostracize them. Listen, no, 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 there's, there's division in all different forms. And, and I'm telling you, my Bible, and listen, we're not of the world. The, the world will riot, but the saints pray. Yeah. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We need to be praying, and, and we need to be praying for our police. They're not, they're not all bad police officers out there. There are some really good ones. Amen. And they're not all all back uh, bad African Americans or whoever ethnic ethnicity you are. You can make a you can make something bad in any ethnic eth- ethnic group. Amen. I'm telling you, no. There's good in people and there's bad in people. There's good cops and bad cops. There's good preachers and bad preachers. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm a good one. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? No, there's good and bad in every occupation. There's good. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? There, there, was, there was good Pharisees and there were bad Pharisees. The Pharisees hated Jesus. They trumped up charges on him. They got him crucified. But there were other Pharisees that were good Pharisees that, that supported Jesus and was standing with him even in his trial. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Somebody say good is overcoming evil. Amen. And I'm telling you, I believe that we're going to get that, that this nation is not going to be the divided United States. It will be the united United States. Amen. That wasn't in my notes, but we'll continue. God is the author of healing and the devil is the author of sickness. So we know this because Jesus is. Uh, uh, commission was to set the captives free. His commission in, in Acts 10 38, how Jesus Nazareth was, was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power and went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. In James 1 17, it says every good gift comes from God. So a good gift is, is healing and not sickness. In John 3 8, he who sins is of the devil. Uh, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. It's the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. we got to get a revelation on that. God did not send this, uh, this, this coronavirus to teach us something. 
The devil's trying to destroy us. And he's trying to destroy us through fear. And I'm telling you, the only way we're going to make it in this life is, is walk by faith and not by sight. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm not saying don't be cautious and, 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 and social. I, I'm cool with that. But, but don't, don't get overboard on the other side. Amen. Amen. God has provision for, for, for healing. And, and, and it was in the old covenant. It was just basically keeping God's law. Amen. So in the old covenant, the condition was keeping God's law. In the new covenant, it's very similar. If you just keep the law of love, you'll stay healthy. Can I say that again? If you keep the law of love, you'll stay healthy. If you get out of love and start allowing anger and bitterness and resentment to come in, that gives the devil full access to attack your body. Unforgetting. The Bible says don't go to bed angry. Why? Because you probably won't sleep. <laughs> You'll be awake all night. And the Bible says he gives his beloved a sweet sleep. So, so God's, God says, don't go to bed angry. Why? Because, because you're not going to sleep. Right? In other, words, in other words, don't let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, get the anger issue settled. Get, get it Get, you know, husbands and wives, get that. Don't stay mad for days. No, no, get it settled. Amen. Uh, you know, it takes two to walk in love. Amen. So we got to get a revelation of that. So the love of God, we know this, that that in Exodus, it says that that uh, in Exodus 23, 25, um, it says here, so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless the bread and your water and will take sickness away from your midst. So, so we see that, that that's, a, that's a, a, a key to healing. Amen. And uh, also, you know what I love about uh, when, when God brought the Israelites out of the Egyptian bondage, it said there was not one feeble person among their tribes. In other words, God brought everybody out healed. And with money. They had the Egyptians money. So they went out healed, whole and financially blessed. What is God? What's God's will for you today is for you to walk in health, wholeness, for you to walk in the prosperity and the blessings of God. Did you receive it this morning? I believe you do. I, you just got to get your faith in the now. Keep believing that God is for you. And if he's for you, it doesn't matter who's against you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you're so good. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that, that you have already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So, Father, I just stand in agreement with those that are listening, with those that are watching online, that, that that healing that they're believing you for is manifesting today. And Father, I lift all those up right now. Those that are in the congregation, those are online. And if you're dealing with any kind of depression, uh, mental anxiety, dealing with physical uh, problems, I just stand in agreement. I send the word of healing to the congregation as well as those watching. And I say and, and, and I stand on the word of God that God sent his word and healed you and delivered you from all of your destructions in Jesus name. And just pray this prayer with me. 
if you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're ready to move into that good place with him, say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 